Hi, this is Kevin Pollack. Go to kevinpollackchatshow.com. You're, of course, checking out showproducedmonkeys.com right now, and that's pretty cool. Around this town, I'm alright. Around this town, I'm alright. I mean, no consequence when you're playing with the fire. You got your start as a stand-up comedian. Uh, early on, where did you think comedy was going to lead? Did you plan or expect to get into acting, or was it all just about making people laugh? Uh, acting was always part of the dream, uh, although it was more of a fantasy since I didn't really apply myself um, the way I did with stand-up. I mean, I, I had the calling for the acting very young, but I drifted into stand-up quicker and easier and really didn't find myself in any sort of acting training. I'm not terribly proud of this fact, but I've, <laughs> I've not actually attended an acting class ever. <laughs> I see. But it, but it was always something that, that you wanted to do. Yes. Um, now, impressions are certainly a big part of your act. When did you realize you had the ability to mimic other people's voices so well? Uh, pretty young. You know, I mean, it's, it's fairly standard that... All infants learn to speak through mimic, you know. Mm -hmm. And then for some of us, that part of our brain never really stops. So I was awfully young when I was mimicking the sort of exact impressions of people. When did it turn from people you knew, I guess, when you were young, to celebrities and that sort of thing? Uh, that would be in my senior year in high school when I was making fun of the football coach and he came up behind me and got me in a headlock the kind that you know you're going to pass out in a couple of seconds yeah yeah and he said i heard about it and i don't think it's funny and then i thought you know i could probably do modern brando if i wanted <laughs> and that and then it began yep now most people have heard your christopher walken and your william shatner um but would you be able to maybe give us a taste of one that people haven't heard you do before or heard you do much um, I recently started doing Jason Statham on stage, uh -huh. <laughs> but I'm a little concerned about getting that phone call. Do you know who I am? Do you? Why don't I fucking tell you, mate? I'm the bloke that's going to rip into little fucking pieces. Do you understand? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> then I'm going to swallow those pieces, and then I'm going to shit them out, and then I'm going to make you eat that shit before you die. That's who I am. <laughs> Yeah, you don't, you don't want to get that call. I really don't. Are, are there any uh, younger comics today that have kind of caught your attention? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know about young, young, but the generations after me, for sure. Mm -hmm. Paul F. Tompkins and Patton Oswalt and, uh, oh, gosh, all sorts, really. Um, Doug Benson makes me laugh. Um... Zach Galifianakis is probably my favorite of the generation. You've had some great roles in movies and on television, but I think your most memorable role for most people, at least people I talk to and know, seems to be uh, Hockney and The Usual Suspects. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that film still resonates with so many people? Why do I think? <laughs> hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a very powerful film that's, sort of lightning in a bottle, quite frankly. And uh, you only need to look as far as the fact that even Stephen Baldwin is great in the movie, and <laughs> that should be all the proof you need that it's lightning in a bottle. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you, you recently played a part in the upcoming Kevin Smith film, uh, A Couple of Dicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was that experience like? Um, kind of perfect. You know, I mean, uh, in the sense that I, I had a tremendous creative freedom and got along with um, Kevin kind of perfectly. I'd been a fan of his for a long time without knowing that he had been a fan of mine. And we actually were communicating on Twitter before um, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd met him briefly at the Simpsons premiere mm-hmm. uh, a couple summers ago, but we hadn't really talked or anything. And um, had made a few hockey comments on Twitter. And then um, actually the first call I got was from Bruce Willis saying, you may be hearing him from your agent soon. <laughs> He does that every couple of years. It's the fourth film I've done with him. So, uh, but Kevin was phenomenal and really was overly respectful of what I could bring to his movie, and that's always a great uh, sort of a moment for an actor to have that kind of confidence from your director, you know. For sure, for sure. Uh, I've been loving Kevin Pollock's chat show. Uh, I didn't pick up on until a couple months ago, but I understand Twitter played a big part in the show's creation. I think I got in better touch with the community online through Twitter in terms of sort of if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Yeah. And um, that was really started when um, Jason Calcana saw me on Twitter, and then a couple of weeks later, it was the Academy Awards, and I was doing a live sort of uh, Twitter cast from my living room. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would write really snarky comments watching the telecast the way that everyone does, sitting around with their friends. Like, Queen Latifah came out to present in a blue dress, and I just tweeted, cut me off a slice of that big blue pie. <laughs> and then uh, during the commercial, I would check replies, and there were hundreds. And I was freaked out. <laughs> oh, my God. And people were writing, I hate the Oscars. Don't stop writing. You're the only reason I'm watching. So... That was the first time that the community aspect and the power and the sense of uh, their watching sort of took hold. And then Calcana showed me this small studio he had at uh, his Mahalo.com facility. And, uh, you know, I'd been on all the talk shows as an actor, and Charlie Rose was the only one that I felt was an actual conversation where you got to know the person. I watched the show as a fan also, and so I wanted to emulate that. Mm-hmm. And then all those things came together. Um, well, that, that long-form interview, that Charlie Rose-style interview, is what kind of makes the show unique from other web content. What made you think that something like that could work online, despite the fact that everything online seems to be so quick? Well, yeah, I mean, we're actually struggling with uh, with that aspect of the show and, and had never edited the show and finally decided to edit each episode into um, sort of tracks, like on a CD. Mm-hmm. But we're finding that there's about 25 tracks <laughs> for, every inter- for every interview. And, um, you know, I, I, I wanted sort of an unabashed, uncensored, no time restraints interview, which doesn't exist and broadcast traditional media or new media. Okay. So I don't know if people care about that aspect of it as much as I do. But the idea of two and a half hours with Eddie Izzard, with that, or two hours with Seth MacFarlane, what that means to me is these are the longest, most in-depth interviews these people have ever given. 
And that means a lot to me. Um, and, and the sort of quality of the guests that I'm getting doesn't exist online uh, in this sort of consistent level, but we've done 30 shows now. And, uh, you know, the list when you go down it is pretty ridiculous. It, it is. Um, well, how, how do you decide who to invite on? You know, this, there's the criteria is um, pretty varied. Most times, it's someone who's I'm a fan of or think would be interesting. Or in the case of Elon Musk, the CEO and founder of Tesla Motors and SpaceX, you know, it's just someone whose story is fascinating to me, and I didn't know it all prior to the interview and that sort of thing. I mean, it's, it's pretty varied. We're now having people submit it to us, and that's the difficult part, because then you have to say no, as opposed to quietly saying, who do I want on? I guess that's a sign of uh, your success now. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Um, To me, I think part of the show's charm is that it seems you don't take yourself or the show, like, too seriously. Uh, You're just there to kind of have some fun and, uh, obviously, a great conversation. Uh, do you do that consciously, or is it that just your personality and how it came about? I, uh, yeah, it's not a good idea to take any of it too seriously. It's my take on it. I mean, we've been called Charlie Rose with a sense of humor. I guess the idea is, you know, let's find out. Basically, my interest is always how to find out uh, where how people got from there to here. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why I love to read biographies. I love to hear the struggle, the starting points, the the decision-making process to give your life over to your art or your dreams or whatever. So during that, I can't help but share my sense of humor at all times because it's bubbling at the surface. Even in the most touching moments, I'm thinking of a joke. Right. So if I'm not going to censor the guest, I'm surely not going to censor myself. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where it comes from. Now, now, one one of your best bits, I guess, on the show uh, is, of course, the the Larry King game. Um, you've had some pretty funny uh, takes on that from your guests. Would you be able to maybe give us an uh, an example of uh, the Larry King game? Well, the standard, the gold seal standard, is Thanksgiving. I like to teabag the gravy boats before the guests arrive. Saskatoon, you're on. That, that's a pretty good example. <laughs> so where where do you want uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show to head in the future? And do you have other online shows or uh, online elements planned as well? Um, I actually wrote a uh, pretty exciting uh, batch of scripts that um, I'm now taking meetings with to uh, direct and act in as a web series. Mm-hmm. So we, we, um, we have a great agent at ICM, head of the new media division, George Ruiz, who, um, I've been with ICM for 20 years and he sort of stepped up when the chat show first started. And then, um, I sent him the scripts that we wrote and, uh, he kind of freaked out insisted they were great and so he's shopping it around now and the first people who read it are going crazy so I guess we're going to start meeting with these people and see who's got real money to shoot it you know mm-hmm. um, but other than that I'm certainly building 
there's plans to build a, a kind of a network or a portal with uh, my partner, Jason Calacanis, who owns and created and runs Mahalo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're going to just take over the internet? <laughs> no, no. We're going to try to grab a nook. Showbizmonkeys.com